Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. So, welcome everybody to this episode of Service Accommodation Secrets brilliant this time because we are honoured to have Sean McGregor from Stay Work Play and he is a co-host and a host of short-term mentors in Austin, Texas. So Sean, Lindsay and Baby Jay and part of our amazing project which is the Hospitable Host book devised by the fabulous Jodie Sterling. So welcome Sean, brilliant to have you here. Thank you so much Sally, so excited to be here, appreciate you having me it's so good and I've been looking at all your properties for the past few days and thinking they are amazing and some of them are yours and some of them are managed with other people as well but would you be good enough to share how you actually ever got into this in the first place absolutely so um, I was running my own business for 10 plus years doing um, discount cards in college towns and also discount cards for golfers in the, in the state of Texas. And then I, one day I met this girl, Lindsay, um, and, you know, we had dated a couple times. And one of the first times I went over to her house, she's like, okay, you need to be quiet because uh, I have some guests here. And I'm like, okay, you have guests, like friends? Uh, what's going on? Like, no, 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 uh, they're Airbnb guests. I'm like, oh, okay, that's amazing. And she told me that by renting out the second bedroom in her Austin uh, condo, she'd be able to pay for the entire mortgage just a few weekends of the month. But then where it really like blew my mind was whenever she would travel somewhere, she would rent out the entire apartment. And not only would it pay for her apartment, it would actually pay for her travel as well. Fantastic. And that was, just such a, that was just such an amazing life hack and like eye-opening thing for me. Because normally when anybody travels, you're paying for two locations. And, you know, it's hard to do like extended travel or go somewhere for very long because you have that kind of hole in your pocket back home where it's just, you're just wasting money and you're paying for something you're not using. And Airbnb was just an amazing, amazing hack to actually rent that place out while you travel. And that way you're actually getting paid to leave and go visit and see new things, which I thought was incredible. So that was pretty amazing. I was already blown away by her, but then it really got ratcheted up a few days later where she took me down to this Austin uh, warehouse she was renting. And it was about a thousand square foot, meant for two people. But what she had done is she actually had the, um, the builder of her sister's kids' tree houses come in and put up partitions and build a loft in this warehouse and set it up to where almost eight people could sleep there and when I first walked in, I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh my God, you hate it. And I'm like, well, I just really don't know what I'm looking at yet. And so she explained that um, she had read the four hour work week. She had done a 15 month round the world trip. And the basic takeaway for her was anytime she would stay in a hotel or a place by herself, she was a solo traveler. Um, anytime she stayed by herself, she would just kind of have, you know, she'd get takeout. She'd go look at the you know, beautiful churches or whatever it was. And then she'd get takeout. And that was kind of like her, you know, simple experience of a beautiful place like London, let's say. Yeah. But if she would stay in a shared accommodation with other people there that are also solo travelers, she would meet someone that would know about this concert or someone would be in town for this event. And then all of a sudden she'd have these built-in friends, be able to have people oh. to go to dinner with and go out and explore with. 
So what I was looking at was her version of that business that she brought home back to Austin to where we had eight solo travelers or digital nomads, people that can work from anywhere, staying in this one you know, thousand square foot property. And then at the front of it, there were actually 15 co-working desks. So yeah. it was co-working and co-living. And again, I was blown away at the fact that she just put up partitions and you know made this whole thing happen. And so I was working on my own business, but you know, as we got more serious and we got to hanging out downtown and meeting all these people, I just fell in love with it. I've always been very social and just to meet this guy from New Zealand or this girl from um, you know, Amsterdam or wherever and just be able to watch them walk in the first day, be kind of shy and like, oh no, there's a bunch of strangers here. What did I get myself into? And then <laughs> be able to introduce them, have them you know, connect with some other people and then four days later leave. She's like, oh my God, this is a life-changing experience. I had so much fun. Can't wait to see you, Robert. Can't wait to see you, Roger. You know, they'd meet all these people go out, have these adventures that they would be impossible to script or like happen by yourself. And then just leave four days later with like a whole different mindset on life and just an incredible time, you know, in their back pocket. So we love that business. Um, we actually, the house I'm in right now is our second location okay. and kind of a, a pivotal moment for us. And for this business was about three weeks after we moved into this house, we had an opportunity to go to Spain and Portugal with Lindsay's family. And, you know, we were kind of worried because the entire time I was the one going down there and making beds and, oh, there's something with the plumbing. I'll go down there. Oh, we need the restock <laughs> toilet paper. Let me go to Costco. Yeah. So I was doing everything do myself. Yeah. Exactly. And then like all of a sudden there's this opportunity and we had just taken on a second property, uh-huh. but there's this opportunity to where we could, um, you know, go to Spain and Portugal. So nice. we decided to go for it. Um, we both worked remotely while we we're over there. I was managing all the text messaging. We had, you know, I think 16 guests at that time. Um, and I was doing all the Airbnb messages with that business. And, you know, a problem would come up and I'd have to be able to like, oh, let me go on Thumbtack, which is a website in the U.S. Okay. where you can find plumbers and cleaners and handyman of various sorts okay. and find somebody without being there to go solve that problem. And so 10 days in, it was going really well. And we're at the airport and we're getting ready to fly away. And she's like, well, you know, um, things are going pretty well with my business in the swap. So, um, you know, if, if, you know, do you think you could, uh, we're already over here and that's kind of the hardest part. Do you think, you know, you could handle it if we kept going and also run your VIP car business? I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I've, al- I've always, you know, gone in person to do all those sales and I've always been around to help the properties. Which is like, well, you know, some chances only come once. So, you know, do you think you could make it happen? And so anyway, the next day at the airport, we left her family and went and got a one-way ticket to Amsterdam. And then from there, went to eight other countries and took three months just working remotely in a bunch of beautiful places, just one-way ticket, whatever the cheapest flight was to an interesting place. And, you know, just really, just really built that muscle of being able to manage things remotely, handle things without us physically going there to actually make it happen. Yeah. So that was a really important part. Things went well for the most part. There was a one situation where the, a key wasn't in the lockbox because all the people didn't put it back in. But now oh, we no. have, you know, now we have keypads, so right. that's no longer an issue. Like so, we solved that issue. Um, but you know, things went well. We loved each other. A couple of years later, Aww. we had a little guy, Jackson. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, and you know, as Lindsay was pregnant you know, normally people would think, okay, well, this is time for us to settle down and not live with a bunch of strangers <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and get our own place. But as we started looking at it, like, 
you know what, we really love this business and we really want to, you know, keep doing this and it feels magical. And, you know, we love being around all the people. So instead we got a third location of the, the, the swap loft that held 20 people. So all of a sudden we're hosting 34 people, baby on the way, you know, we closed down our house for a little bit and just hosted it to two properties. Okay. But then, you know, we have a kid, we have three locations and everybody's telling us, well, you know, you guys have, you guys love to travel, but you have a child now. So there go your traveling days. And <laughs> we definitely, yeah, we definitely <laughs> took that as a challenge and kind of as a dare. So when our guy was eight months old, we took him to Scandinavia and Eastern Europe and rented a car in Poland for like $250 for 55 days and drove all around Europe with him while managing 34 guests wow. and running Lindsay's business. So during that whole time, we got very comfortable. I got very comfortable hosting remotely with these different yeah. properties. And I'd actually taken over a few family properties that they didn't know what to do with it. They were like, you know, this is costing us too much money. We might sell it. Um, and I just kind of jumped in saying, well, I actually know how to you know, manage properties remotely. We have, you know, a bunch of reviews on Airbnb. We're super hosts, all that. Um, so I'd be happy to help out. And so I sort of managed these two properties. Then all of a sudden, um, February 20, or March, 2020 hit COVID wipes out right. our entire hostel business to where, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a real hard sell to get solo travelers to sleep in a room with other solo travelers yeah, sure. during COVID. Yeah, yeah. So that business was done for a while. Lindsay does it, uh, a dance camp business yeah. where it's operated in eight different States. Also girls, you know, traveling from all around the country sleeping in shared rooms and then dancing around. So that business uh, was also toast for 2020. Right. Um, so, you know, we're kind of sitting there back against the wall. We had the one expensive house we're in that we can no longer rent. We got out of the leases of the other ones. Um, but, you know, we're just kind of like, okay, how are we going to afford this house? What's our next move? What are we going to do? And because I had already helped with those two properties and because we had all the experience of, or I had all the experience of hosting remotely, um, it just became a thing where, all right, well, you know, I know this business, we have over 2000 reviews on Airbnb. I yeah. love hospitality. I love showing people a great time. So, all right. And I just started going on Facebook groups and anytime someone would say, oh, I have a property, I'm looking for a co-host or I'm looking for a property manager. I would just kind of throw a little screenshot of our profile with all of our reviews, start a conversation and yeah, have eventually grown that to, you know, 18 properties right now, um, around the U S with you know, at least a dozen more in the pipeline. Um, and that's, that's all really before ever telling anybody that I do this business as far as like friends, families, or, um, you know, previous <laughs> business contacts. So that's amazing. yeah, yeah. Most of them don't have any idea. Um, and you know, it's something over the last like six months or so, I've been just working really hard to build my systems, my automations. Uh, I have a, you know, an employee now, that has just been completely kicking butt. And we've gotten to the business now to the point where we guarantee a five-star review or we don't I take a commission. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And so yeah, very confident in you know, being able to run this business without ever being anywhere near the home, um, which has kind of you know, opened it up to where one, if one owner likes how we're doing things and they want another home in a different state, yeah. I can, they can take me with them that's to you know, operate yeah. that property.
Amazing. So your um, management side of the business, other people's homes, that really grew yep. during COVID then. And um, for sure. Brilliant. And that's a sort of low entry, I guess, from the financial point of view for you. But you're obviously so enthusiastic and have tried loads of Airbnbs yourself, yourselves as well. So you know yeah. what's good. And, and I guess, you know, you, you kind of build that into your business too. And yeah, exactly. Like over a hundred Airbnbs in 35 countries. So <laughs> we've seen, we've had a lot of very weird experiences, you know, where we're <laughs> like going to the Polish shoe market to ask for a certain guy to get a key for the apartment and oh, a language you don't even speak, you know, so we've seen a lot of the good and the bad and the interesting yeah. ways to host. And we've built it to where it's a very smooth process for all of our guests because yeah. we Try do do everything from easier. a guest, you know, mentality. Yeah, nice. Because then you you stand in their shoes, and you don't want to make it mysterious and yeah, very difficult and convoluted, do you? So I love that. But also, I love the fact that you travelled so early, and it kind of forced you to manage remotely, didn't it? Because you couldn't come back from Portugal and Spain in the beginning, and then you travelled all over as well. So I think that's exactly. Really cool. And then, and then, like one really important byproduct of that was whenever Jackson was around and something would go wrong at one of the other properties, I would just pretend that I was in Spain or Portugal or somewhere else. So I wanted to be here to support Lindsay and be with the, you know, be with Jackson. Yeah. So I would just, you know, automatically like, nope, I can't go down there. I need to find a different way to, you know, solve this issue. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, giving the guests a small refund or hiring someone again off, offline to go fix a toilet or whatever else. But yeah, just kind of building that mindset of how could someone else do this? You know, how can I solve this problem without physically, you know, spending my time and effort to go down there um, was just, it just unlocks a lot of, you know, potential and opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Because systemizing is something that sometimes people struggle with early on, isn't it? But uh, you know, people can't let go for, for whatever reason. Um, it's a sort of control freak thing I found personally. But yeah, it's, it's scary because <laughs> you're, you know, you you do have that confidence if you've been running the business where you're like, well, I know how to do it and I can, no one can do it quite as well as me, but yeah. you're, you're always going to be capped if that's your mindset. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, if you're the founder of Starbucks, you can't serve every cup of coffee. And grow. <laughs> no. so. I love that. I love that. And your website is amazing. So do you, it's stay, work and play. So do you call it swap? Is that what you say? Yep. So swap for short. Brilliant. Uh, and you know, like our, physical locations when we had those were called the swap lofts swap lofts it's a good yeah. name and, it, and yeah stay work and play and that just because we you know focused on the digital nomads and the solo yeah. travelers were like stay here we have fast wi-fi we have co-working desks you know we have local community people coming in so you get to integrate with them and hang out and then obviously the play part is you know we want you to have a great time in austin as much fun outside the home as you do inside the home yeah. So we provide a bunch of recommendations and, you know, social events and things like that. Awesome. So, I love yeah. that. Yeah, because if people are traveling on their own or working, you know, they, they'd have to go and find a different co-working space or just use their bed or whatever. I love the way you've solved exactly. all those problems. And it's really social so people can have a great time and, and connect with people more easily, can't they? So it, Exactly. And yeah, that was a big part of our messaging was you know, be the first person to say hello. It might just be a nice city, but you could also just make a best friend out of it. So, yeah. you know, anybody that stayed with us during that phase of the business, it was all about, you know, community and just making everyone feel welcome and cleaning up after yourselves. And yeah, just 
you know, having a great experience. It was all about the experience. You know, there's Hilton's with nicer beds and, you know, nicer views and things like that, but <laughs> you wouldn't have more fun than you would have with us. So no. yeah, we love that whole part of it. And yeah, we definitely want to get back to that part of the business at some point yeah. um, where we, just cause we, we love the purpose of connecting people and helping them have an amazing time and making new friends. But yeah, for the now, like the co-hosting part of it will always be a part of this business as well going forward, just because I also love bringing families together and, you know, showing them an amazing time in a beautiful place at all these amazing homes from these owners that I represent. So it's yeah. been, been a win-win. I've seen on your site, there are some beautiful, beautiful places all over the place, like Jamaica and, well, can you tell us some of the other locations that people could stay in? Yeah, so there's uh, Captiva, Florida is a really gorgeous one on the Gulf of Mexico, ocean views on both sides. Um, we have a couple of properties in Asheville area of North Carolina in the mountains. It's really pretty next to, you know, all the hot tourist spots, several lakes in Texas, there's properties, um, our personal home in Austin, and then several in the surrounding area. So yeah, and we've, we've hosted in Utah, we've hosted in Connecticut. And, you know, some of our properties, um, one thing we do love to focus on is, again, the digital nomads. So one thing I'm really trying to, you know, focus on is helping people have that same aha moment of, oh, I can rent my place while I leave. And instead of it being a one-week travel, I can do three months. Yeah. And so we're starting to take more and more, like, part-time travelers just because it is kind of a purpose-driven thing of, like, we're hopefully changing these people's lives and helping them, like, change that mindset of, having to be in one set place because if you do rent out your home and it pays for your trip yeah then all of a sudden instead of working from home you're working remotely and you can be anywhere so yeah that is awesome that's so key for people because you can do so much can't you remotely now you just need the broadband and you're away so exactly that's awesome and uh, so you're aiming a lot at families as you say you've got some really large properties and I love the way that you share a lot about what's going on in the area, what people can do and how far it is to places. So is that something that you've researched yourself a lot and you love doing? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, a lot of these places I've never even been to. Um, So for me, everything is about viewing it like I would as a traveler Mm. and going through, reading the local blogs about the, the hot things to do with the events coming up, but then also looking at all the different Airbnb listings or VRBO listings and finding what things come up over and over again with all the different kind of comparable listing stars. And then also asking our guests after we provide recommendations, after they have a great time, what they liked, other places they visited that we don't know about yet. Oh. And then using that to kind of crowdsource and just build better and better listing, better, better recommendations. Because again, nice. you know, people come to Austin, let's say, and they're going to have a great time at the home. We're going to make the home fun, have all the amenities, but they're here to see Austin. They're here to experience the local area. So we have to make sure, you know, when they arrive late, they know the best pizza place to order from. If they want to go tubing, which place to get, you know, tubes from, um, you know, just whatever they want to do in Austin, we need to be able to tell them upfront, make sure they have an amazing time. Because again, it is all about the experience and it is all about delivering, you know, you know, there's a lot of pressure on someone to book a place on behalf of an entire family. Oh, God, yeah. No pressure. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, we want them to be heroes and, you know, not villains that everyone talks about at every family reunion after that. So we have to nail the details and make sure everybody in the group has an incredible experience. 
Oh, that's so fantastic. Take, yeah, so take that very seriously. And yeah, the recommendations are a huge part of that. Oh, I love that. Make them heroes. I, I haven't um, heard that before. I think that's a great phrase because there's so much pressure, isn't there, when you're organizing stuff. And uh, For sure. So that's so key, isn't it? Awesome. And so how many properties do you co-host at the moment then? Uh, so there's eight, yeah, so there's 18 properties right now. Um, okay. And then at least a dozen in the pipeline with probably some more that'll come on after that. Um, and again, like I said, I, I've mainly not even mentioned it to friends or family since I've been <laughs> doing this business, just because, you know, like you, I, I love systems. I love automations. And I had been a lone wolf for my entire business career of, you know, 15 or 18 years or whatever it is yeah. and have, you know, love doing everything but obviously i've hit the wall and i've burned out and i've had all those moments where i'm just like oh my god this is impossible no one can do this and you know like there's just too much because you're doing all the different little things mm. um so finally hiring an employee like six months ago and yeah. getting into the delegation mindset the systems mindset of like how can someone else do this has been essential and now i'm at the point where finally i can set my phone down for six hours and not look at it and have everything go smoothly Whereas before I'd be playing with Jackson, having a good time. And all of a sudden my mind drifts to North Carolina where a fan's not working or something small yeah. and I have to quickly like, <laughs> you know, send off a reply real fast. So yeah, it's been incredible. And, you know, the main thing is just like learning how to actually operate a business instead of, you know, being owned by a business and having a horrible job that you can't get away from. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm actually getting to the point now where I can actually, um, you know, build all the automations, all the delegations, all the systems to where I can, you know, be less important to the running of it. So it can run like clockwork by itself. And then I can focus on the things I love doing and then just, you know, add value where I do have kind of unique skill sets. Yeah, brilliant. Because there are so many parts to it and you want your guests obviously to have a great time and the whole, um, brand if you like of yours is so personable as well so there's obviously so much of you in what you've systemized because there's always a balance isn't there to have a system but also it's personal so it really exactly. feels like that yeah and i mean you know like during the, I, did, I took the legends x program and you know you had to write core values at one point and yeah. you know one is make things convenient for owners cleaners um you know guests obviously and any teammates to work with but the other one i mean I've, there's 10 but one of the other ones is automate but still personally connect mm. so you know i want to have everything as dialed in as possible and as automatic as possible so that way you know my teammates aren't having to work on it plus it remains consistent but communication is the most important thing like we have to answer every single message within five minutes and you know attempt to make a joke or make them smile during that conversation Nice. And if something goes wrong, you have to take care of it immediately, make them feel taken care of, give them yeah. a small refund if necessary. Like our whole thing is making sure they have a five-star experience and, you know, delivering that every single time. So yeah, the personal connection and like the, the communication is the most important part. Yeah. Well, you obviously do really well because you've got so many five-star reviews. Um, and how, how do you get so many amazing reviews? It's just Stella, it's just awesome. I yeah, I think we're, I think we're, uh, I think we've gotten like three months straight of 100% five star reviews. Wow. It's been awesome. And again, we don't take a commission if we don't get 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's the, the kind of the standards, the bar that we have to hit. And so that's why, you know, we, we try so hard with every single guest because again, you know, they're like maybe taking their one trip of the year with us so yeah. we need to make sure we deliver. Um, a few of the ways I actually get those five-star reviews though, again, simple check-in instructions. You don't have the Polish, you know, shoe shop. Incident, <laughs> like, yeah, don't you do know, that. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, if there's anything tricky with finding the home, you can't think from a local's perspective of, no. oh, well, everyone knows that you go this way on this road or that the house is here. Like I, we send pictures and or videos to make nice. check-in a breeze because, you know, travel days, especially if you have kids can be long and frustrating and, yeah. you know, full of stress. So we want to make sure everything is as smooth as possible once they're at our property. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pictures beforehand. Um, again, communication, we move everything off of Airbnb and VRBO onto text message nice. to where, you know, if they're not necessarily familiar with those platforms or the fact that like certain characters get cut off after, you know, oh, however yeah. long, which happens before, um, you know, everyone knows how to use a text message or a phone. So we always day of, we move them to text message, communicate the next day, make sure they're having a great time. That way, if there is anything going wrong, we can address it and take care of it. And then after they leave, this is kind of some of the secret sauce. Um, we will actually, if they've had a great time and we know through their communication that they've had an enjoyable time, what we'll do is we'll write their five-star review, screenshot it, and then text them. Thank you so much for being great guests. We just left you a five-star review. You know, you're welcome back anytime. And we'll send them the five-star review we actually wrote for them. Oh. And so that way they know they already got a five-star review. They know we wrote, you know, two paragraphs worth about them. So instead of them just saying like, nice day, in most cases, they'll kind of elaborate and leave these kind of, you know, very marketable that. chunks. Yeah. So they'll, they'll leave these very, yeah, exactly. And it takes away the, you know, the ambiguity of like, Ooh, did I get a bad review or not? <laughs> they know they already got a five star. So they don't have that fear to, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna leave it because I don't want to trigger a bad review. Oh, In this case, yeah. we already show them that you were a great guest. Here's a five-star review. And then because of that, they typically the same day respond the same. And I love this business because, you know, you're rated every single week on how well things are going. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, obviously, you know, we don't get paid for that booking. So we're going to make it right immediately yeah. as soon as that happens. But I love it just because you get to see how you're doing. And it's an independent third party that paid you money telling you how you're doing every single time. Yeah. So, sure. you know, you're, you're, you're always accountable. You're always getting to see like real-time feedback from people. And yeah, you know, it cuts deep when you get a bad review, but it feels Aww. great whenever you're, you know, continue to deliver and show people a great time. So, yeah. and, and like, you know, I just love it because the more five stars you get, the higher the prices are going to go the more likely people are going to book. So if you can hit that one metric of just getting five-star reviews, the business will go well. Like everything it, else yeah. will kind of take care of itself. And I guess the property owners who, you know, you co-host for them and everything, it's so encouraging for them, isn't it? It's like, well, it's a no-brainer because if I don't get this five-star review, you know, I don't have to pay this. It's massively good for confidence building, isn't it? So it, Exactly. It just shows that, you know, even though... I'm not physically, you know, in that city to be there. Like I'm going to figure out any issue that pops up and I'm going to yeah. get the guests taken care of and I'm going to make sure they have a great time because obviously, you know, we're working for free if we don't. 
And yes. so, yeah, I mean, because of that, you know, I've been able to dial in all the, the checklists and have the cleaners, you know, accountable to make sure that if there's anything that looks wrong, send a photo of it, send a video of it, yeah. use that technology to where I can actually be there, but through a cell phone, you can be anywhere in the world. Yeah. And if you have that video, if you have that picture, then you know exactly what's going on. This is true. This is, yeah, I mean, it's perfect, isn't it, now? Yep. You can do and, all of those. Exactly. And one thing um, I do for the owners and also for my team is I buy the photos to make sure, you know, the listing performs well and it's professional photos. But I also have the photographer do a 3D scan of every single home and that way even though i can't physically be in the home i can walk through it a thousand times if i want to at any point of the day so if they have a question about the upstairs you know bedroom on the left i can just walk through my computer on the 3d screen and see what that's like and you know back to our point of delegating you know it's unlikely that your teammates are all going to be able to go to all these properties this is true but if you have the 3d scan they can know it just as well as you can yeah absolutely and they, can, they can walk through it anytime as well even if you're not available they can find that answer quickly and see it yeah that is brilliant the technology is so helpful isn't it it's massive and Definitely. it's great for guests to see everything beforehand as well because we have virtual tours you know 360 tours mm-hmm. and um you get the doll's house view so you see the layout as well and people love that too so exactly they can kind of see themselves there before they stay as well, can't they? Exactly. And you know, like if you have kids, like, okay, we can put them in this bedroom and it won't disrupt these people. And, you know, however, you know, whatever their situation is, they can visualize it that way. Whereas, you know, just on basic photos, you're not necessarily, you won't necessarily be able to. So the dollhouse view is great too. Yeah. And it sounds like you've helped some people with their properties so they maybe thought they might have to get rid of them but because you're co-hosting for them they can make money from them and and I guess they look amazing all the time (laughs) yeah and I mean that's one thing you know obviously if you own a property you're always nervous about well what it's going to be like with all these people coming through all the time but instead of it being like a long term where you don't have the eyes on it for an entire 12 month period let's say short term every single week people are coming through every single week. People are um, reviewing the, you know, the status of how the property looks. You have cleaners in there every single week. So your home is actually in better shape than if it would be a long-term renter and you have, you know, visibility into what's going on the entire time. Yeah, that's good. And they make enough money that they be able to hang on to it. So it is still an investment for them as well. So that's fab. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every single property owner I've worked with is ended up buying at least one other home. Oh, wow. Brilliant. So, and you mentioned to me that there are permits you have to have because of regulations and you like to make sure that you've got permits for all of your homes. So, For sure. And yeah, one of the things I mentioned was Austin, Texas, where we live, yeah. is pretty strict with their regulations. Uh-huh. And we have, we, our home is permitted. Um, so, you know, that's another reason why the whole ability to host remotely has served us well, because there's not that much room to grow in Austin because you can't do it legally and if we did it illegally we jeopardize our own home that we love to again yeah. rent out so we can travel and have it pay for our travels so yeah the ability to you know use technology to host in all these different places and still deliver that five-star standard you know opens up so much for us and you know as regulations get stricter in different areas you know we're not confined to like 
our business being shut down if one market goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So you're minimizing the risk to your business, aren't you? So that's really cool. I love that. That's really good. So you touched on Legends X. So how did you get involved with that? So there's a podcast, Get Paid for Your Pad by Jasper Rivers. Uh huh. And um, so 2020 during the summer or during that year, I was, you know, pushing Jackson in the jogging stroller and, you know, just really because of the fact that our back was against the wall and the hostile side of the business, the co-living side of the business right. was shut down. I'm like, all right, well, I need to get really focused and serious about this other side of the business. So I was just constantly listening to two or three hours a day of that podcast to start. Um, and just like whenever I was cooking or whenever I was driving or whenever I was, you know, working out, I would just always have this little earbud in, you know, listening to that. And so they, you know, offered their free course, their free, like two day seminar. And I knew that was going to lead into something else, (laughs) but you know, they, they talked all about, you know, going from the hectic coast where you have things in an email over here and old contact over here. And you're just constantly just, you know, in a hectic state to a more organized, systematized, you know, place where you can actually hire someone and have it make sense for them. And all those things at that exact time, I'm like, all right, I'm in, that sounds great. And then the deal clincher was meeting Julie. She was the uh, head coach for me. Right. And, you know, having a conversation, she was very encouraged and like blown away with how well I'd done already. And then she's like, well, have you ever heard of Clubhouse? Uh huh. Like, oh no, what's Clubhouse? I, I kind of heard about it, but she invited <laughs> me up on in her room, and through that, built a whole nother network of people. Wonderful. Um, so with like Legends X and Clubhouse, you know that five month period, my just contacts in this business exploded, and it's something where you can finally talk about the shared problems you all have. Because mm. you know Lindsay is focused on her business, and there's yeah. similar business problems, but you know like actual short-term rental specific problems there's this whole tribe out there that I finally got to meet and chat with and talk to and that was just such a eye-opening amazing thing because I could help them they could help me and you know we could all just learn and raise all boats because I love this business because it is you know such a wide opportunity and there's so many homes and there's so many more people that are are able to travel and work remotely that you know, there's no real competition between all of us. Like we can all help each other out. There's all plenty of room for us to grow and be successful. So, you know, I I love, you know, finding the hospitable host as well. Like just being part of this group and this book, you know, writing the book has been amazing and I can't wait for it to come out. And I'm so excited to be mentioned alongside, you know, yourself and Liam and Mark Simpson and Julie and everyone, but like the best part yeah, but the best part, honestly, has just been like the Facebook group over the last couple months and just, you know, chatting with everybody and helping each other out and like finding out where we're all going to be, you know, like different conferences and things so we can actually yeah. meet up in real life. So that whole part's been the most invaluable part of this whole process so far. Our hosts are amazing people. So it's Julie George you're talking about with her clubhouse room. And yeah. she's fantastic, isn't she? She's like an energy. Yeah, she's ball. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. I guess you met um, Jodie in her clubhouse room and that's how you knew about Hospitable House. So I'd, I'd, I'd heard about the book in one of the clubhouse rooms, but then I actually didn't even, like I, I kind of like saw the website at first, kind of forgot okay. about it. And then I saw like Julie post about it. Okay. And I, I looked at the website again and I saw like 
you know, Sergio and Liam and all these people that I have known and mm-hmm. I respect and that I've like shared clubhouse rooms with, et cetera. And definitely got the FOMO kicked up. Where I'm like, <laughs> oh man, like Dr. Rachel's in there and she's amazing. And Julie, yeah. like, you know, all these people, Sally and like, and I'm like, oh my God, okay, well, I'm not gonna, you know, miss out on an opportunity to be alongside all these incredible people. I have a unique story to share as well. And then, so I, I contacted Julie, asked her if she thought it'd be a good idea for more, for me. She's like, yeah. oh yeah, you've got to do it. It's amazing. And then I talked to Jody. She's like, oh, we'd love to have you, but we're right at the deadline. So can you get it done in, <laughs> like, can you get it done in three days? Huh. I'm like, okay, uh, all right, well, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, Jackson wasn't even in school yet. So he was still uh, hanging around the house and I'm trying to do like a focused chapter yeah. with so he the business you. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically what ended up happening is he would go to bed and then I had two straight nights uh, from like 10 p.m. till 5.30 a.m. Oh, wow. Where I'm just like in a back room, headphones on, energy drink, just, yeah. you know, banging out the keys <laughs> and like, you know, submitted it you know, within two days, had it done. And, you know, honestly, I'm a bit of of a procrastinator anyway. So if I had Mm. three months, it would have probably looked like that in the last two days anyway. I'd be the same. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I got too much. I got more time. I'm fine. But Uh yeah, just actually having that again, like the back against my wall, like, okay, you have to have it done now if you want to be part of it. Uh Like, all right, let's make it happen. And yeah, it was a a challenging um, experience to try Mm -hmm. to you know, pare down, you know, some insightful things to share, some things about us to share in such a mm. short period of time. Because yeah. as you've heard now, I can talk and talk and talk. I love it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it, it was incredible. Um, I'm so excited for it to come out on May 16th. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to be buying a copy for all of our different properties. Yeah. And yeah, so excited to meet the U.S. hosts in Nashville. Mm. Yeah, you're conference. meeting up in Nashville, aren't you? And I, yep. it sounds like Jim's got somewhere booked. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim rented a a big Airbnb. There's me. I think ten of us in there, and I think probably six of them are in this book. So it should be a fun time. And so many really well-known people. It's like wow, all these icons from the industry. But everybody's so humble and helpful and fantastic, aren't they? And as you I say, know. that's why I love it. Yeah, it's not like a competition. It's just supporting each other. And I've always found that in this industry. It's fascinating. And and I think we just all like to inspire. And as you say, you never know what's going to happen. So weird stuff goes on and you think, what do I do? Somebody will know. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, it's so fun. And like, I really love it. Because like in this business, a million different problems pop up, you know, just every day. But if you see someone else post about something and they don't know how to solve it and you've like worked your butt off and you figured it out and did the wrong thing a bunch of times and you think you have a good solution and to be able to help them out, you know, it's amazing. Like I'm so grateful for the times people have done that for me and I love to give back and do that as well. Yeah. There's a lot of paying it forward, isn't there? I think um, we all find so many people help. It's like, Oh yeah, I need to help as well. So going for that kind of angle what would you say to somebody who was starting out as wanting to be a host and um, managing properties what advice would you give them John um so one way I like to look at it is just 
you know, if, if you do have a friend that has an extra property or an extra room, or, you know, you have the ability to get started in some easy fashion, start out that way instead of before investing maybe like a half million dollars or something crazy, like start small, make sure you actually love it and make sure you love dealing with people and pretend that the person staying is like your best friend coming to your town yeah. and show them an incredible time. Like where do they want to go eat? What things do they need to see? you know, make it as comfortable as possible, as easy for them to check in. And if you do that and you enjoy doing that, then this is a great business to be in. And it's something that, you know, you can be flexible with the hours you work. Um, I would immediately hire a cleaner to do all that part of it as soon as possible, mm -hmm. just because, you know, there's so many more valuable things to do than make beds yeah. by yourself. <laughs> um, but if you are making beds, getting your butt in, listen to Sally, listen to other people that are talking about this business and just go in and deep dive. And there's so many people you can learn from and there's so much great information out there. And yeah, if you can learn this business and you can you know, kind of do well with it, it'll set you up in the future for any other kind of business you wanna start. Because if you can learn that systems mindset, you know, the ability to delegate, that's like gold for any business you ever wanna do. So it's, it's an exciting, you know, thing to be a part of and to work on because a lot of, a lot of businesses you do, you're dealing with frustrated people or angry right. people, or they're like in a bad state, but you get to host someone on vacation most of the time. Yeah. So you're helping someone have a great time and they're wanting to have a great time. So if you can just keep that positive momentum going, they'll have an amazing time. You'll, you know, be kind of blown away by what your bank account can look like and just have a fun time doing it. I mean, it's a really enjoyable business most of the time outside of those few curveballs. but yeah. <laughs> but I just main thing, yeah, main thing is just get started. And if you enjoy the process of it and the actual interaction with other people and making sure they have fun, then it's a business you can grow quite a bit and just, you know, enjoy doing it because you get to be hospitable, like the book says, yeah, and just show people an amazing time. And that feels good for all a variety of reasons. Yeah, it does. It's good feedback all, all around, isn't it? And I think the book's going to be just so amazing for people learning about all these different hosts all over the world, with different types of properties, different types of guests, and solving all sorts of problems. So can't wait to read your chapter, Sean. It's going to be amazing, I know. I know. I'm, I'm so excited to like read everybody's chapter because, you know, Jody's been putting out little snippets that people kind of write about it. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, like Liam has one where, you know, his sandwich that day, he took a bite and there was no flavor and just, <laughs> he knew something had to change. And I'm like, man, that's a, that's a really good starting hook. I love that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, thank yeah, you so I, much. Sorry, carry on. What I was just gonna say like, you know, we're all in the same kind of business, but everybody yeah. comes at it from a different angle and have come, into it from a different perspective and a different like background. So it's gonna be so interesting to actually read how that all happened, everybody's little tips and tricks. And yeah, there's just gonna be so much value and, you know, probably laughter and tears and everything else, you know, yeah. after reading this book. So I can't wait. Yeah, I think it's gonna be so varied and so exciting and, and a real um, hack for people to, to read, you know, to get so much experience in one place. I don't know if you'll get it again, because there's so many people um, who sure. are so well known and, and been doing so many exciting things. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing some of your story and everybody is gonna need to go and get Hospitable House and read your chapter. So thanks for listening, everybody. Where can people contact you, Sean? Uh, the easiest place, yeah, the easiest place is just go to stayworkandplay.com. Okay. And you can shoot me a message through that, um, whether you have just questions about hosting, if you have a property that you'd be interested in hosting, you know, I, I'm happy to help. Like I said, it's huge opportunity for everybody in this business. And I just want to help everyone get ahead and kind of raise all votes. So yeah, just stayworkandplay.com and you'll find everything you need there. Wonderful. Stayworkandplay.com. That's fabulous, Sean. And thanks again for being with us. Thanks everybody Absolutely. for listening as well. Thanks, Sally. Thanks, Sean. I'll see you. Well, I won't see you in London, I guess, but enjoy Nashville, hey? <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. I've never met Julie in person or a lot of the other people. So, yeah, I can't wait. It'll be mega, mega. Thanks, Sam. Sharing the secrets of success.